It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Hey, we're really happy to have it. It's a celebration of the National Guard, and we're, we're really, really, really excited to have a couple people on the program with us this morning. We have with us, first of all, Chris Kennedy. Uh, good morning, uh, Colonel Kennedy with the Air Guard. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the program. Hey, good morning, Harold. Thank you. You've been on the show before talking about uh, typically political issues, but we're talking about the celebration of the uh, Oklahoma National Guard. And you have a special guest with you this morning, and I'm going to let you introduce him. I do. I, I have a, uh, a friend of mine I've known for a long time who is the new Assistant Adjutant General for Air, Brigadier General uh, Chris Eason. He's the the first, we'll, we'll say lawyer or JAG. He still wears the badge. He's not in that capacity, but the first uh, first lawyer carrying the JAG badge that it's been in that position in, in the state of Oklahoma, in the history of the state. So uh, we're, we're glad to have his leadership and uh uh, honored to to serve with them, and I just mentioned you're you're a colonel in the Air Guard as well, serving in the what is it called the JAG uh, branch or a JAG Corps? What's the what's the official term for for your your? Yeah, it's it's Judge Advocate Generals, what JAG stands for. So I serve as the lawyer for the air component, and you know I'll tell you, it's sometimes it's difficult to be a lawyer to to a lawyer. I can only imagine. Uh, looking at your background, we're really happy to have General uh, Chris Eason with us this morning. Welcome to the program. Hey, well, good morning, sir. Uh, thanks for being here. On behalf of Major General Mancino, the Adjutant General for Oklahoma, appreciate being here. Well, uh, it's so Chris says it may be hard to work for you being a, an attorney as well. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, he's, he's never raised that before. You know, it's the first time hearing about this. Well, he does. I know that that uh, Colonel. Uh, Kennedy does a great job because I worked with him in the House, found him to be the great, uh, excellent in the House as a, a member. So I can only imagine the work he does uh, with with the JAG Corps. Well, he does do a great job, and he uh, he's actually the reason I'm in the Oklahoma Guard. Uh, so I was – both of us were in law school together at, down in Norman, Oklahoma, at the University of Oklahoma. <clears throat> and then he went to the Marine Corps right out of law school, and I went to active duty Air Force – and then after that, we, we crossed paths again down in Guantanamo Bay for a short period of time, too, while we were on active duty. And then um, he went to the Guard in West Virginia before he came to the Oklahoma Guard. I actually went to the Air Force Reserves, where I received a phone call from him telling me, hey, you got to come to the Oklahoma Guard. And so with the majority of my family <clears throat> being up in Oklahoma, it was a no-brainer uh, to come to the Oklahoma Guard. And um, so he's actually one of the big reasons why I'm in the Oklahoma Guard today. So are you from Moore as well? Yeah, I graduated high school and more, and they went to undergrad at Oklahoma State and law school at OU. So my daughter went to OSU. She still has orange blood, even though she went to the OU law school. How do you feel about that? <laughs> you know, um, I, I got conflicting feelings about it. Um, I, uh, I, I cheer for both teams, fully cheer for both teams. Um, I feel like I have standing to do so, and I got standing to criticize both teams as well. But uh, being at OU for three years uh, – brought me over to that side and uh, my dad and I went to the his first OU game which was one of many for me that was the national championship game back in 2004 against LSU back in New Orleans a disappointing loss uh, but that was his first OU game with me and so so I'm full on the OU side as well but I do cheer for OSU 
Well, very good. We appreciate your background and what you've done, and thank you for being on the program this morning. We want to talk a little bit about the history of the National Guard. It goes way back. What about in the in the state of Oklahoma? How does where, where's the history, and how does that connect uh, for Oklahoma? Well, in the state of Oklahoma, the Guard's been around since uh, before Oklahoma became a state. It was actually created in 1890, and it was called the Oklahoma Territorial Militia. I had two infantry regiments at the time, and two cavalry battalions, and one artillery battalion, and then uh, one artillery battery, rather. And then 1895 was reorganized as the Oklahoma National Guard. So it's been around for, again, longer since, uh, since Oklahoma's been a state, but it's been around for a long time. Well, it's it's interesting because a lot of people associate the 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 you know with the forty fifth, uh, particularly during World War II in Korea. How does that tie? Yeah, in? Oklahoma. No, well, Oklahoma National Guards were mobilized for every major contingency since the Spanish American War, including World War One, World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam, Desert Storm, and the Global War on Terror. Of course, you know, uh, for the past twenty some years, um, yeah, Oklahoma has specifically participated in all mobilizations except for the Berlin crisis back in 1961. So uh, really a rich history. We have a, we have a gentleman in Weatherford by the name of David Totfest, who's 93 years old and he started in the guard here at Weatherford. And so uh, he's uh, one of my mentors. I just uh, think so much of him and what he did in Korea. Uh, He served active duty in Korea with the guard. So just want to send out a, I guess a, a hats out to him today. A salute to David Totfest. Yeah, definitely. We thanks to him for his service and for everyone else who served in the Oklahoma National Guard as well. It is a very, very rich history and a rich heritage. Uh, the Air National Guard actually came around in 1947 with the establishment of the, the National Security Act, 1947, that established the Department of the Air Force. That's when the Oklahoma Air National Guard was created, or the Air National Guard, rather, in general, was created at that point in time. And, of course, we have two Air National Guard wings here as well, the 137 Special Operations Wing and the 138 Fighter Wing. So you were recently promoted as head of the Air Guard in Oklahoma, that that particular branch, I guess, of, of the National Guard in Oklahoma. Is that correct? Yes, sir. My my specific uh, positional title is the assistant to the adjutant general for air, so the principal advisor to the adjutant general to General Mancino uh, for all air related matters. And there is a, there's two wings here: the 137 Special Operations Wing, and then the 138 Fighter Wing. So the 137 Special Operations Wing is in Oklahoma City at Will Rogers, and the 138 Fighter Wing is actually in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with F-16s. They uh, they also have a detachment for those who don't know down in Houston at Ellington Field down in Texas, and they are one of um, uh, 16 uh, ACA um, <clears throat> detachments, an aerospace control alert mission is what, uh, what the Tulsa F-16s are flying down there in Houston. And what that means is that they are responsible for the security of the airspace on the southern border along the Gulf Coast, Coast region for the United States of America. So one of the first missions here, obviously, is to defend the homeland. That's what the Guard does. And uh, the Tulsa unit is directly involved in that. The the 137 Special Operations Wing has uh, MC-12Ws right now, and they are one of two Air National Guard Special Operations Wings under the Air Force Special Operations Command worldwide. So they, they got the 193rd in Pennsylvania with the EC-130Js, the Commando Solos. And uh, and then they have the, the 137th here in Oklahoma City, 
And their uh, their platform, their aircraft, is actually a manned ISR aircraft. It's the only wing in the entire Air Force, including active duty, with that specific airframe. They are undergoing a transition right now, a conversion, a wing conversion to a Overwatch platform. Uh, but in the meantime, they are the only wing with the MC-12W. And both both units, if I just go ahead and, and add this too, uh, both units uh, have been contributing significantly to the warfight effort around the world under pretty much every geographic combatant command uh, during 2023. So specifically what I'm talking about is the 138 actually just returned from a uh, it was a three-month deployment to the Middle East, and because of the current events over in Israel was extended, unsurprisingly, to four months. And so uh, members of the 138, they all missed Thanksgiving, missed Thanksgiving with their families. Uh, unfortunately, they all returned safely, returned home. Uh, right at the beginning of this month, in December, they'll be home for Christmas. And then and their, their mission, of course, took them uh, across combatant command lines, not just in, um, in CENTCOM, but AFRICOM, UCOM as well. And then the 137th SAL, uh, those civilian uh, citizen air commandos have deployed to U.S. Africa Command and U.S. CENTCOM. And notably, they, um, they've also been, um, been all over um, U.S. SOUTHCOM. And so with SOC South, so uh, Special Operations Command SOUTHCOM, their area of responsibility down there, they've been working on contingency planning, operations, and security cooperation, and specifically, what I can tell you is, you know, through the exploitation of full motion video, they supported ground force commanders in three different geographic combatant commands, including a presidential campaign against drug trafficking down South Carolina. I'm a little bit about that in my civilian capacity for the Department of Justice. But the bottom line is both wings are in high demand, and they're both making great contributions to the warfight effort around the world. And uh, we're thankful to all of them and all of their families and their employers for the sacrifices they they make to allow these airmen to do their jobs. Quite honestly, I don't think most people realize how involved Oklahoma is in, in this type of uh, command. It's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There, there, there really is a lot going on, and uh, I'm proud to be a part of it. I'm proud to work with these people. So, you know, most people, I, I got the opportunity a few years ago to, to D.C. and the Pentagon and tour uh, and and be briefed on the National Guard, and, and I don't think most people realize how important National Guard is to our national defense. You might talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, so, so uh, and I'll, I'll talk about it in the context of the, um, well, well, you know, the Army National Guard is, is the, the largest force, uh, but for the actual U.S. Army itself, it, it's, it's a massive uh, rapid rise in, um, in a, enabling and uh, being a force multiplier to the joint force on a moment's notice. You know, that's where they got the term Minutemen from, uh, historical term there. But with respect to the Air National Guard specifically, so the Air National Guard is about 30% of the Air Force fighting force for approximately about 7% of the budget, okay? So it costs less to actually maintain the Guard because of our drill status guardsman capacity. People like myself, like uh, Colonel Kennedy here on the phone, people that have civilian jobs and, and you know, arguably do this one week in a month and uh, two weeks out of the year, which turns into, you know, more, more time than that. But the Air Guard, currently provides about 30% of the Air Force's total combat power and almost 50% of all Air Force annual taskings and 94% of Homeland Air Defense, such as the, uh, the ACA mission I mentioned earlier with the 138th fighter wing. So my last deployment when I was overseas, you walk out of any ramp, and I traveled around, I hit eight different countries, 
traveling around there in uh, in CENTCOM because our units, I was part of a of a GISOAC, of a Joint Special Operations Air Component. Um, so our units were all over the place, including Army units and uh, and air units. The um, you walk out on any ramp and you're going to see you're going to see air guard tail fins out there. Um, I think on one of them we saw about 50 percent of the tail fins out there were Air National Guard. And so major contributor, especially after 9/11. I mean, they're, operationally speaking, it's, it's virtually indistinguishable between the the Air Guard units and the active duty units. Well, it's really. Um appreciated i think by a lot of folks i don't know it seems that there's more recognition at least today than there was in the past we appreciate the service that you guys brought to us anything else uh, uh, colonel kennedy you want to mention this morning uh, you want to talk about before we get out of here hey you know real quick mr pro tem just taking it to the world of politics because I, I i know your listeners pay attention to that you know we had we had some big elections last night in oklahoma city and uh passed a and a uh, extension of maps, so uh, passed by seventy one percent. So we'll be building a new new arena with a long term contract with with the Thunder. I know you have a lot of listeners who are Thunder fans. And then we had a big uh, we had a big runoff, or not a runoff, a special election, uh, and to fill an unexpired term in Edmond. And honestly, uh, it was a battle between uh, you know the the law enforcement, supporters of police and fire, public safety, you know, moving the economy forward versus the you know, January 6th type crowd and, and some of the more extreme, and, and it, it came down to 27 votes. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen, and there's always an election out there, but I, but I know that uh, you, you pay attention to that, and as I just wanted to mention that uh, there's always something going on in the world of politics. But I will say this. The reason why we're able to do that is because of the men and women who serve in the National Guard and the rest of the armed forces, and I think we all know that. Very good. Thank both of you for being on this morning, taking the time to join us on this birthday of the National Guard. Thank you so much. Uh, General Chris Eason, thank you, sir, for being on. Hey, thank you, Mr. President. I appreciate the opportunity. And also Colonel Chris Kennedy, thank you for making this happen. Appreciate it very much. Always a pleasure, Harold. All right, thank you. We will talk to you again soon. All right. Bye. All right. Very interesting program this morning about the Oklahoma National Guard in particular. Now, you know, it's just uh, only on Western Oklahoma Radio do you get the uh, quality of guests that we have on the show. Not only do we get an update on, uh, you know, the National Guard, we got an update on political activities. The big event, the big thing in Oklahoma City, right? I was I was surprised the, to hear that. And then... I noticed when I went to bed last night, they were it was right. it had a pretty good lead in that that vote to build the. Uh, now I noticed Weatherford is in the process. They voted yesterday to to extend the sales tax for a community center uh, with a swimming pool, which I think wow. is exciting. Yeah, sounds good. It was a continuation of money that was being spent anyway. Now, yeah, the taxes don't go up. Right. And, and here's the thing. The nice thing about it, people from coming in from Oklahoma City to Weatherford, and spend, when they spend dollars. money, they they bring those tax dollars to you Weatherford. Know, and those dollars mean a lot because you don't have to pay for the trash collection and all of the little services that the city has to do. You get these cats off, they bring the same kind of revenue. Yeah. Get them off 540. The more of that that you get, the more yeah. that you're able to do, right? It's good money. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with final words here, and we have local you know, and area news coming up as well. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I was I was wanting to know why do uh, the mummies love Christmas? Why do mummies love Christmas? 
Oh, there's so much rapping. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.